How can the AEC industry band together to give back? On today's bonus episode, Brianna Ahern, a member of STO's corporate marketing team, will be speaking with Dan Finnegan, Chris Mee, and Elizabeth McCorris on how New York City's construction and real estate leaders have done just that. Welcome to Building Conversations. So I'm here with Dan, Chris, and Elizabeth to talk about how the AEC industry gives back, and more specifically how in New York, some organizations within our industry have joined forces to form the Make-A-Wish Real Estate Council. So each of you have a different background and a different relationship to Make-A-Wish. Would you mind introducing yourselves and telling us a little bit about your involvement with the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Yeah, I'll start. Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Lizzie McCorris. I'm the manager of our annual campaign and donor services at Make-A-Wish Metro New York. So what that means is I work with all of the generous donors who choose to give to our charity um, and help make wishes come true. And that includes our incredible real estate council, which, of course, we will get more into. Uh, My name is Chris Mee. I'm a facilities professional here in New York City. I've worked in the industry for approximately about 35 years mainly with professional services firms. I'm currently the manager of facilities and operations for Gibson Dunn here in New York. And I am Dan Finnegan. I am executive vice president of Structure Tone here in New York. And uh, I am the chair of Make-A-Wish Metro uh, New York Real Estate Council. Great. So Elizabeth, do you want to just briefly go through what Make-A-Wish does and how the organization grants wishes? Yeah, to of whom? course. <laughs> so yeah, at Make-A-Wish, we grant the wishes for children that are battling critical illnesses. So these can be a number of different things. There's a misconception that that means it's a child who has cancer, and that's totally not the case. We work with all children who are battling critical illnesses. So this can be anything from cystic fibrosis to a transplant and beyond. We work to grant wishes because, you know, people think a wish is just like this nice or amazing thing. Um, And it is that, but it is so much more than that. Um, Wishes have the power to inspire um, not only the children that they're being granted for, but their families and their communities. It helps kids look past the limitations that an illness brings into their lives. Families are able to overcome anxiety. And then really the communities around them that come together to make these wishes come true truly experience the joy that it brings. Most importantly, a wish can help us improve the quality of life for a child and truly give them a better chance at recovering from their illness. Mm-hmm. Dan and Chris, you are each members of the Real Estate Council. Can you talk a little bit about the Real Estate Council and how it's involved with Make-A-Wish? Sure. Maybe I'll just start and talk about really how, how it all began. And uh, a little over five years ago, I was working with uh, a few other executives with Structure Tone, and they just talking about how we can be giving back a little bit more to the uh, community. And one of our uh, vice chairmen actually um, was part of the Make-A-Wish board, and he had said that they were struggling getting these construction-related wishes come to fruition. And so what we decided was we'll get some of our friends and partners in the real estate community, which is essentially real estate architects, our clients, owners, reps, and engineers, and construction side, 
and really look at how we can take on some of these wishes and take that burden away from the, the, the Make-A-Wish uh, Metro group. So what we really did is just started talking to our friends in the business and looking at who else would want to join us. And it was really grassroots, starting with uh, probably about five or six of us. And then it really just started to get momentum. And essentially what we do is we take on any construction-related wish here in the Metro New York area and take that responsibility on from meeting with the family all the way through the construction and then turning it over to the family as a completed project. And I imagine a lot of your wishes are really involved and uh, it must be nice to have some construction experts helping out with the building side of things. Oh yeah. I mean, we are so lucky. We, we have a couple of different wish types that a child can choose. So typically they can meet a celebrity or choose to be a police officer for the day. Um, Maybe they want to go on a trip. Um, Disney is our most you know, um, well-known wish. We have 70% of kids who wish to go there. And, you know, those those wishes we can handle. And we really try to make these wishes as special as we can for the child. So when we started getting wishes like a room makeover or a home movie theater, that's the expertise that our team doesn't have. And we are so grateful that we have the real estate council that we can lean on in those times of need. Um, and they truly bring these wishes to life and everything from, you know, what is on the walls to what do their sheets look like in some of those cases they capture every single detail for these kids um, to make sure it is their one true wish that they're looking for mm-hmm. and for people like Chris and I it was you know it's something that we do almost every single day is, is these type of projects so it was it was easy for us and it felt really good to you know to do what we do every day for our for our great clients but now do this for for an unbelievably worthwhile charity it also enables us to step a little bit beyond because a few of the wishes that um, I got involved with, we came up with some creative ideas other than just building things. <laughs> um, a recent one I also just finished uh, with a few other people from the council was to redo a room makeover, but to also include something about it looking presidential, like his Oval Office. <laughs> so we introduced ideas with the presidential seal on the floor, on top of the carpet, and other mementos that would kind of give it that feel for the Oval Office. Yeah, that's that's really unique to have to replicate an Oval <laughs> Office, you know? <laughs> it just shows how creative these kids are, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the amazing part is that when a child is battling a critical illness, so much of their normal childhood is like completely taken away from them. And it, it becomes exhausting physically, mentally, for not only the child, but their families. And what the Real Estate Council and what Make-A-Wish can do is bring some normalcy back into their life. So you're finally giving all this power that was taken away from the child, you're giving it back to them. And you're saying, you know, what, what are you dreaming of? What is your one true wish? And for once they can be normal and like dream big again, where, you know, you want that in a child and you want that for them. And a lot of it is taken away when they're battling these critical illnesses. So it's something incredible that Make-A-Wish in partnership with Chris and Dan and the Real Estate Council can make come true. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. us, it's it's unbelievably humbling and, and heartwarming when you see these children going through these unbelievably difficult experiences and then they're offered you know the ability to, to choose anything any wish they want and the only thing that they really come back with is a fun place to hang out with their friends or their brothers and sisters so it's uh, it's unbelievable just to see what they come with when they're faced with such you know huge challenges in their life and the only thing they want is a simple thing that we can do so yeah the other interesting part is to understand about a wish that it takes more than just one or two people to grant it. Um, For us, it's a culmination of looking at what the project is and involving various 
partners that we all know through the industries, whether it's a plumber, a painter, a carpet installer, um, an electrician, whatever the components are, we identify who else can help us and we help coordinate the wish along with the Make-A-Wish people, um, but we also have somebody that stands by and watches each one of these trades, listen to what um, the wish is, and then have them do their part. And to see all of this come together at the end, right before the unveiling, uh, which is also the special thing as the excitement uh, as the child is anticipating this wish coming, um, and we get it all ready, and we do an unveiling that uh, it's just your heart starts beating faster and everybody gets excited. And um, the people we've brought in, our partners in the trades, they play a part. And when they see also at the end what the unveiling does to this young boy or young girl, it is just heartwarming. It just, you melt. You melt and you feel... You realize how lucky you are in your own life, and it's a great thing to give back, uh, and everybody feels the same way each and every time they do a wish. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a lot of people are involved in every single wish. How does a wish kind of get started? Like, how do you get a wish off the ground? Yeah, so typically it starts with um, a medical professional or a family member referring the child to our chapter. Um, and again, the only requirements that are to have a wish granted is for the child to be between two and a half and 18 and to be um, diagnosed with a critical illness. Um, so once their wish is brought to us and they're deemed medically eligible to receive a wish, um, the fun kind of begins. So for each child who is receiving a wish, two volunteers will go to their home. And that's where the interview process comes and that's where you find out what is their one true wish. And for a volunteer and for the real estate council, I know that's probably the best part. Um, you see truly the excitement and you see them just kind of shift. I know some of my wish kids, I've walked into their home and they've been scared and, you know, they, they look and seem depressed just because they're so secluded because of their illness. And then they realize you know, you're there to help them and you're there to actually let them dream and make their wish come true. And you just see that shift in, you know, even their outlook, their face, how they smile, their body language. And it's absolutely incredible to see. So once we find out what their one true wish would be, it's then brought back to the Make-A-Wish team. And that's where the process begins in planning the wish. So that's where the real estate council will come in for where we need their expertise. And in cases where we don't, the Make-A-Wish team can help grant them on our own. And then typically the whole community gets involved around it. And um, whether that's people helping us get in kind to help reduce the costs of the wishes um, or our absolutely incredible donors who without our donors, we couldn't make these wishes come true. Everybody comes together just to make a difference in these children's lives. And then from there, once it's all planned and ready to go, the child goes on their wish. So whether it's on a trip or to meet someone or a room unveiling, as Chris said, we then execute from there for them to receive this magical wish that they've been dreaming of. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Chris, you were just mentioning your heart melting at the unveilings. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the unveilings you've been at and some of the things that the Real Estate Council has helped bring to fruition? Well, the first one, um, and one that's nearest and dearest to me, is the one with Sebastian. That was actually my first wish um, to be involved with. And we were actually assigned it through Make-A-Wish. Um, they had struggled to try and come up with a way to grant this one wish for Sebastian, who wanted a jail cell in his basement. <laughs> and early on, um, authorities from the Police Athletic League were trying to help fulfill that wish. And what they came up with 
um, for their idea of a jail cell was a little less than desirable, it looked more like a birdcage. Um, so myself and um, Brian Donahue got involved with this wish. We went to meet the family. Uh, we listened to the mom. Uh, we met the rest of the family, uh, two other siblings. And then um, Sebastian, we met that day, and he kind of told us, and you could tell in his eyes what he wanted. And both Brian and I started to think about it, and we kind of sketched out something, and we started talking about it. And it became just an unbelievable wish. We got a woodworker, we got a metal worker, we came up with taking conduit out of the ceiling to make that makes steel bars uh, for the bars itself. The jail cell, um, by the time it was done, the size of it had a sliding barn door on it, just like a regular jail cell door. Um, we went and just used our own mind and things that we're seeing and things that we do in our, our jobs. We involved various trades and everybody got excited. And then we got down to the unveiling part. And instead of just thinking about unveiling the jail cell, we thought about pulling back in again the Police Athletic League because they had started the wish. We didn't want to kind of leave them out. And from there, it involved almost the whole police department. And that special day, it wasn't just the jail cell. It happened to be um, his eighth birthday. And the way it worked was the police department got involved. They picked him up at school in a police car. He got introduced to the police commissioner. From there, he got a ride on one of their uh, police boats. He also um, got an opportunity to see one of their anti-terrorist robots in action. And then he was taken back after that to his, to his house to see the jail cell. So this thing took more than a few hours. And actually, I did not get to see the unveiling. Um, what happened was I was told in the end um, that this made uh, ABC News. They picked up the story and ran with it and followed the whole day and what happened. And uh, I got a call and they said, you need to watch the six o'clock news. At this time, you'll see Sebastian's wish. And it was interesting when the whole thing was done and everybody asked him what was the best part of the day, he says, the jail cell. <laughs> not meeting the police commissioner, not uh, any other part, but it was just the jail cell. He was so thrilled to have that. And it was between his two little sisters, the mom who had um, gone through all of this, his father, who also suffered through the illness that he was having, it just poured a lot of happiness and just enthusiasm to them. Um, I'm still in touch with them. Uh, he still talks about his jail cell and that day. <laughs> and as they say, this really gave this kid an opportunity to see a brighter side of things and forget about the sadness that he had having this um, illness. Yeah, amazing. And I think Sebastian's wish is a perfect depiction of how the community comes together to make these wishes come true. Um, <clears throat> there's this misconception that because we're such a well-known brand and we have chapters all around the world that you know, it's not local. And that is so not true, especially for the Metro New York chapter. We grant wishes in the five boroughs and in Nassau County. And that's where all of our wish kids are. That's where all of our donors are. That's where all of our volunteers are. So it is completely local and run on such a level that, you know, it's New Yorkers helping little New Yorkers coming up in the world and helping to make their wish come true and changing the trajectory of their illness. And, you know, most of the times this this wish is a turning point for these kids. And that's what a lot of the family members say. And that's what the kids say when they're adults and, you know, talking to us about what they remembered, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so I think Sebastian's wish is 
perfectly embodies that community aspect of what we do on a local level here. Right. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit and pivot back to the real estate council. How do companies get involved? Um, how long has it been around? Mm -hmm. And how many wishes has the real estate council done so far? So we've uh, this was we're celebrating our fifth year. We've done uh, just a little over fifteen wishes. It's about three or four wishes per year, and they can be as you know as elaborate as as Chris's wish with Sebastian. And some of them are I don't want to say simple, but but relatively easy. Uh, where we put in a backyard handicap swing for a young child who had some disabilities. And that was a great story for Shrugstone because we got what was a, a handicap swing and it was it was something that some of our carpenters put together and we had many volunteers from Shrugstone uh, inside our office asking if they could come in and help. And it was a great uh, great way for, for some of the Shrugstone employees to, to get together and bond and, and do something that's great for a great cause. So yeah, so we've we've got many uh, many different types and, and varying sizes and shapes of wishes that that we've done. So I was just thinking, kids are really visionaries when it comes to their wishes. From the Oval Office to the jail cell, very specific. And for a company that does major major projects in the middle of Manhattan, sometimes that might seem simple. But I was wondering if there were any wishes that the Real Estate Council has gotten that's been challenging just because of maybe location or the way the building was? That's certainly uh, plays a part in it. Um, we've been challenged to go into homes that weren't up to code. Mm -hmm. um, some of the wish involved code involvement um, for handicap outside yards and things like that. What accessibility is um, that made it a little bit more challenging and involved other professionals um, that would have to go through local towns to kind of right. get permits in that, which makes it extremely challenging to do that, mm -hmm. especially when you're not really doing it on a real plan. It's more of a ad hoc basis that you're mm -hmm. trying to do it. So that challenge um, plays a part in it also. Yeah. And I guess for us, that's kind of where our expertise comes in and is really helpful for the foundation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we wouldn't understand a lot of that. Our wish granters are absolutely incredible and make so many things come true, but that's where we really rely on the Real Estate Council, and we are so grateful for all that they have done for us over the past five years. Yeah, I think it goes back to a lot, you know, to the genesis of, of the Real Estate Council where Make-A-Wish really, you know, had struggled with 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 achieving these wishes because it was so difficult logistically for them. They'd rather send someone to the Olympics than to <laughs> than to have to deal with the make you know a bedroom makeover because it was so many different aspects involved. And again, it was for us. It's it's something we do every day. You know, the, the real estate council. We were really you know we we loved Make a Wish. It was a it was a cause that we all believed in. But what Make a Wish allowed us was an ability to really be hands-on with the root of the charity. So we were able to be hands-on to get to make these wishes happen. And it was something that for us, it was, you know, it still is very special to us. It also makes us, I think, unique. Many of our businesses or business partners and firms that we work for certainly contribute to various charities around the city, dollar-wise. Mm -hmm. But the give-in-kind donations where it takes your own set of hands or something like that to help do wishes, it really makes it a one-on-one -on -one basis for someone to get involved 
and really see what the outcome becomes. This is really something that um, gets people right in the trenches, and it's really great. Yeah, the council is intimately involved with everything from the start to finish, right? Yes. So I was wondering, does the Real Estate Council do anything other than grant wishes or um, in addition to granting wishes? Well, we certainly uh, look to raise money because that's also important. Um, we also look to get more and more people involved in our industry, whether it's a tradesman, other various industries that also do facilities and construction, whether it's a financial real estate group, accounting, anybody that's involved with the real estate aspect of it, we certainly are doing more and more and looking to do more and more. Mm -hmm. So what's next for the partnership between Make-A-Wish and the Real Estate Council? Well, I can tell you what's only a few weeks away is our, our, our holiday event. And it's a great event for us to, to celebrate what we've done in that year, but also to raise funds and raise awareness for what Make-A-Wish is doing and what the Real Estate Council is doing. It's, it's, great, it's a great way for us to promote what we're about and see if we can garner some more, more interest from the real estate community. So that's, that's what's immediately next for us. Um, and what day is that? That's December 4th at 6 mm -hmm. o'clock. And it's actually going to be an amazing event this year because it's going to be hosted in uh, at one of the projects we built at, Make, at MetLife's headquarters at 200 Park Avenue. Um, but it's also uh, interesting because MetLife is a big supporter of Make-A-Wish and, and actually part of the, the, the Real Estate Council with us. And I'd like to say that Dan and Chris are being humble right now because their event, when they started it five years ago, raised $20,000 the first year, which was absolutely amazing for us and our chapters. We're always looking for funding to help us make sure we can grant these world-class wishes. And it has grown and last year raised well over 150,000. Wow. So to see that kind of growth in only five years is a testament to the real estate council and, and their enthusiasm and bringing in, you know, their contacts within the industry to really rally around our cause. So not only are they hands-on and do they grant these wishes and, you know, get it all the in-kind that also helps us save, you know, money, um, but they also help to fundraise for us. So they're a pretty incredible group. <laughs> and we're also trying to expand it. I know we're involved um, with the Buffalo chapter, trying to give them pointers on how to find in-kind donations and do this type of thing too, right. as well as you're trying to take it national. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we also do is we, we listen to Make-A-Wish and we, we try to understand what, what else they need from us, from the community or us as individuals. Uh, I think last year we, we learned from them that they were uh, challenged with finding wish-granting volunteers in some of the outer boroughs. So what we did here collectively, the Real Estate Council got together a training program and we really try to promote wish-granting volunteers, which several of us in the Real Estate Council and in some of our, in some of our companies, we brought on board 30 new yeah. wish-granting volunteers. So yeah. that, was, that was a great value-add, I think, that, that the council brought as well. So it's really just listening and seeing what else they need from us outside of the construction-related wishes, because we, we want to try to do more and more each year. We've yeah. also recruited family members. I know Dan has his <laughs> wife yeah. um, yes. participating. I have my uh, daughter, Julia, who also is a wish grantor now. She loves it and has gone to a couple of the events, including the, the Toast event, which she likes a lot <laughs> each that's year. Um, so that's the other aspect is others that we come, become involved with and it just spreads out from there. Right. Sounds like a true partnership from a personal level too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we, that's what we look for. I mean, our CEO always says we're in the business of hope. 
And that's what we do at Make-A-Wish. We bring hope to our wish kids. Um, and this past year, we granted 926 wishes. And I want to point out, you know, it's not 900 and not 1,000. We don't round it because each number in that 926 is a child. It's it's their lives. It's their family. It's the community that rallies behind them. And to ensure that we're granting these wishes, we really need everyone in the community to help us out. Yeah. So it's great. So if someone wanted to be individually involved in Make-A-Wish, what would be the best way to get involved with yeah. the foundation? Um, so I would recommend visiting our website. So it's metrony.wish.org. Um, and if you click Ways to Help, it says everything on there from the real estate council information to donating to becoming a volunteer um, or getting involved in the community. And that can be um, fundraising events on a local level. I work with some donors who want to have, instead of a birthday party, they want to donate and fundraise for Make-A-Wish. So a um, bunch of ideas on the website as well for how else you can get involved. Um, in addition, you can follow us on social media, which that's listed on the website. Just to learn more, we feature wishes and wish stories. So you can just keep up to date with everything that um, Make-A-Wish is doing. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> Thank for having you. us. <laughs>